It's the Opix Podcast, baby. Glad you tuned in. Got your host, thank me later, and you're stupid to win. Might become an obsession as soon as you begin. Start out king of the street, then lock it iconic in. Welcome to Offland. Grab your Opix, man. On your way in the door, hit you with four grand. Get to buy. And welcome to the UPX Podcast, folks. My name is T Davis, joined by B Dag this evening. How you doing, B Dag? Hey, I'm B Dag, and I approve this message. <laughs> I'm well. How are you doing, man? Dude, uh, I'm great, man. I had a pretty busy week, uh, weeks plural, but uh, I'm feeling pretty good about everything, man. Yeah, you're dealing with that green rabbit stuff, and man, yeah. that's taken off. Yeah, what an incredible job that that whole dev team that I have the privilege of working alongside so many talented coders and developers. Uh, what an incredible job they did today, getting the staking platform deployed with you know very very minimal issues. And yeah, it was really cool to watch it from a player side too. Watch it go up, go down, and then go up pretty yeah. doggone quickly, and and keep rolling. Yeah, yeah. So shout out to those guys. Uh, I'm looking forward to many more adventures together with them. Uh, so let's cool. uh, Upland, man. What? Uh, oh yeah, we're here about Upland. Yeah, huh? Upland has got a lot going on uh, this week, and it seems like every week now there's something. Which is they've really turned up the dial and and the heat on things. What do we have? What did we miss in the last week? And what do we have coming up? Yeah, it really feels like they're starting to hit their groove, and it's nice to see they got a lot of new staff that's coming on. It takes time to onboard them and get them up to speed, but it's starting to show that they've got that new staff. So hallelujah for that. Upland's starting to become a game you can uh, you can really believe in. Uh, boy, we did talk last week, so we're not a ton behind that I know of. Uh, there's been a few things. There was the Olympics treasure hunt that was going on. That was like a three day event, similar to previous ones, like the father's day and the St. Patrick's where a special treasure spawns every 10 minutes or so. And the prizes on that ranged from, I think I saw between 1500 epics to 50,000 epics. Wow. Did you participate in that? I did. I grabbed nice. a few here and there. Uh, one of them was a chest that only had a hundred epics in it, but it, it, but, but the trade-off is that it came with 0.01 Spark, which I have not seen yet. Ooh. I don't know when that's going to pay out, but at some point it will. Yeah, that's the like top, gold. It, yeah, they, yeah it's, it's certainly turning out to be that way. Uh, I think top top 10 places got something special, as did uh, there was a special BE. That might have been for the top 10 places. Top 100 places also got a little extra spark i believe and it took about six treasures over the whole weekend to nail a position in the top 100 i think i ended at four it, it was over the weekend weekends are just tougher for me to get in game right but right. uh yeah we had that going on uh what else happened this last week they had the uh, fresh mints challenge uh did you yeah were you involved in that <laughs> I was not at all. Uh, I haven't been in the game as religiously as I was months ago. So I usually log in once a day, collect my divs, do my free treasure hunt. And I'm just sitting in Manhattan now because I've got a good treasure hunt net set up there. Oh, yeah. Nothing to, nothing to mint, but that's fine. I'm just building it up till the next city anyway. So, uh, I, you know, I flew over to Chicago and, and uh, minted some for the show. Chicago challenge, but getting to Cleveland from Manhattan means fly to Chicago, then take the train to Cleveland. Right. And then the train back to Chicago and fly back to Manhattan to continue with the treasure hunting. So I didn't really bother with Cleveland. I was, I had too much other stuff going on to try to try to work that out. But yeah, they had the fresh mints where they gave away four Brooklyn police stations. Yeah, man. Wow. Ultra rares. That's awesome. Exactly. So they're getting caught up on those ultra rares that they promised to start giving away. Uh, we should be getting there soon. I think that's half the Brooklyn stations. Um, Main Street might still have a few more to go. I think a few of those went unclaimed, which just cracks me up. Yeah, that's pretty I'm nuts. Checking Main Street right now. There's yeah, there's four of them, five of them that are locked. Uh, and then they're still going to have 
Staten Island, Ultra Rares, the Richmond Old Town, and the Snugtown Harbor. Yep. To take care of. So they've got themselves a little a little cash, a little backlog to dip into occasionally. I'm sure. Uh, they can keep giving away in contests. And as they keep uh, pushing out the new cities, they've got the opportunity to do that, keep holding back an ultra rare as well. So uh, yeah, that's cool. So the question will be, and I guess we're going to find this out because um, by the time most of you are listening to this, they will have announced all of the Chicago collections. Is that is that right? That's right. So we'll be speaking in the past future tense. <laughs> Uh, superlative parlay. So I, I, I guess my first question is going to be, do you think they held back the ultra rares in Chicago or will they all be released? You with... mean the ultra rares like right and mafia? Well, yeah. Like any, uh, yeah. Are they going to hold any of those Walker. back or will they Not give us everything? And then I guess the same question goes for, for Cleveland because uh, we're going to hear something about that as well. And so I guess what my question is, is this the standard for vanilla releases where everything is on the table, nothing held back, free for all, go nuts, mint, and, and hopefully get lucky? Yes. What? <laughs> I don't know. I like this vanilla release. Uh, it sounds like it's not going to be the only way it happens, but uh, I, there's people who don't like vanilla just go and guess, but I think the majority of people really do like it because it's a better chance to get something. Right, right, right. Right. And if I'm not mistaken, they released, I mean, with Menahat, we know that they released everything, but I believe there was at least, well, there was the museum collections that isn't a collection, but it could be a collection. Right, um, they reserve the right to kind of thing. Right, and I'm just curious if that will carry over to Chicago because I think that would have been the first time, right? That's that's two tier ones, and uh, San Francisco would have been the, the one before that. Right. So I'm just I'm curious if that is going to be included in tomorrow's release on the blockchain. I see. Um, well, yeah, I expect everything except a museum potentially to be released. A uh, museum would be a really cool one to add in, but I kind of feel like the dust would need to settle on Chicago first. I don't know. That's just me. You think they're going to throw it out there as well? And special collection, the museum, cross-city collection. Right, right. But if we're talking about that, we've also speculated that Broadway and other such street names, Fulton Street, which are already popping up in multiple cities as collections, could also be cross-city collections. So Yeah, for sure. I guess that's an entirely new mechanic that needs to be put into play. And I wonder if they're going to do that right away, throwing a cross city collection mechanic. I don't know. I'm, I'm a little hesitant that we would see that, but I've been wrong before. All right. Well, speaking of you being wrong before, <laughs> uh, let's talk about your predictions for tomorrow's collections. What All are, right. What do you think, Chicago? What don't we know about Chicago collections that you think you're right about and could share with our listeners? Sure. So uh, I think I've mentioned this on podcasts before. State Michigan and Western all have a pretty good chance to be collections, in my opinion. I think Michigan's got a higher chance because Mag Mile, the Magnificent Mile, also exists on a specific stretch of Michigan. So I feel like if they were going to release all of the Michigan Avenue properties, they would have to release Mag Mile as well. And there's been some speculation that Mag Mile has not been released because not all of Michigan Avenue has been sold out yet. But since they're releasing the collections, uh, whether or not they're entirely sold out, I expect to see Mag Mile for sure and potentially Michigan Avenue as well. Western Avenue, I'm a solid 80% on that, but I have to say I'm not 100%. Ogden Avenue is another one. That's the uh, old Route 66 that I'm like 80% on. Mm-hmm. And as much as I'd like to see Little Italy, I don't have huge hopes that that's going to be a collection. Yeah, 
Well, it it only recently sold out, like within the last few weeks to a, to a month, I think, right? Well, that yeah, the non-FSA stuff did. Isn't there still some FSA hanging out in Chicago? Literally? Is there? I don't, I, I don't think so. That, that might have finally all been soaked up as well. Yeah, I think it has been. People getting their friends in game and, and telling right. them going to LI and then giving them a nice little, right. yeah. nice little bonus for picking that up. So one of the things that I do look for in collections now, uh, I've started doing some basic statistics as we get more and more samples to look at is uh, specific patterns. And I'm still expecting there to be oh, three or four streets remaining. And see, what do we need? 22 collections still. Yeah. And how many do we have? Let's look. So, uh, I mean, so we've got 11, we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, we got 12. So we're expecting 10 collections to drop. So probably about four streets and five neighborhoods and one more venue, that venue being Nag Mile. So one of the things I look for is a spread across the different rarities or the different colors. And Manhattan was pretty, pretty poor spread on any of blue stuff i can never remember the names of these rarities what is that standard uh correct yes correct so we didn't have any standards harlem was a limited and that why i would have expected to be a standard so i'm going to say that was an anomaly and not the trend because in san francisco we've got sunset as a standard we need to find a pretty big neighborhood in chicago to be a standard collection and logan square seemed like a pretty good it's not the biggest one but in doing any wikipedia searches or whatnot it seemed to come up a couple of times plus it's got milwaukee avenue which i believe should be a collection as well as western avenue running through it so it's got some overlap potential uh humboldt park could be but again i'm i'm looking for collections that have you know like you did with manhattan have some sure. sort of mention in in media somewhere um <laughs> yeah. you know what was the one lincoln park which was the the one the test bed they opened up in that didn't end up becoming a collection which i would have expected right i think i was uh that was one of my predictions that um was not accurate or at least right. we don't as it stands right now right now if i was going on size alone i'd say new city or inglewood but i just there's nothing that comes up talking about those neighborhoods so uh, i'll lean towards logan square i'm doing another brief look around here i mean maybe lincoln square i don't know there's a lot of square neighborhoods and a lot of squares and park neighborhoods in uh, in chicago little village i haven't seen that one before hilarious huh. uh okay what else milwaukee avenue i expect that to show up um let's see you mentioned west division last week uh the last time yeah 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 I or sure three weeks ago now four weeks ago dang um yeah and we looked at it and it was a pretty long street right true true okay. there's a few long streets but that one had some thing about it that stood out i don't remember now what it was uh other neighborhoods you want to look for smaller more exclusive ones I don't know. There's half a dozen that could qualify. You look around, there's Andersonville, Wrigleyville. There's this tiny little boys town. Uh, we already had, what, Greek Town come up as a nice tiny neighborhood. Sure. Uh, but we're looking for a neighborhood that's going to be at least an exclusive. I, I feel like we need one more exclusive neighborhood, possibly a rare neighborhood, to kind of fill out what we're looking for. Um, what about... Uh... Wicker Park. What do we know about Wicker Park? Wicker Park. Yeah. Wicker Park is another one that showed up <clears throat> in searches. Uh, it's right next to Logan Square. Got uh, Western Ave and West Division running through it. I love and Milwaukee Avenue. I love the overlap going on there. I think overlap can be a little too much, but we've seen in Manhattan how much Upland, uh, Upland yeah. team likes that overlap. Or ignores it because it's, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Wicker Park has come up as one of the more well-known neighborhoods in Chicago. So what do you think? I like Wicker Park. Yeah. Our collection, and if so, what rarity? 
Uh, there's not enough properties there for a standard, so I'm going to have to push for a limited on that one. I don't know. It's got 5,000 properties in it, but still, when you compare it to other neighborhoods like Ukrainian Village directly to the south or the Loop, um, it's still and and consider to the property prices. Uh, let me look here. I do have a couple of properties in Wicker Park. Well, okay. 12,000. I picked up a pretty small to moderate sized property for 12,000. And uh, I mean, Ukrainian Village, similar property is about the same price. So see, Ukrainian Village is a limited and Wicker Park has more properties. So Wicker Park, I'm guessing would be another limited neighborhood. Uh-huh. Uh, but probably with a lower bonus and or lower multiplier because there are more properties. Let's see what else I mentioned Milwaukee Ave and have in the past. Southport came up somewhere. Yeah, what do you think of Southport? I don't know. It's cheap enough. I speculated a bunch on it. I picked up some aftermarkets for only six thousand upics as well. I mean, even if that's not a collection, uh, those should be pretty easy flips anyway. But sure, yeah. There's only, let me look this up here. There's not even 500 properties on Southport. So, based on the other collections I've got in my spreadsheet here, that makes it a pretty good, uh, pretty good candidate for a rare if it's going to be a collection. Ooh. I mean, I don't, I don't know much about Chicago. So, I'm just kind of going off of what I hear from other people. We've got some locals we know that live uh, in the area or have, and uh, Wikipedia, because you, you prove that with Manhattan. So, <laughs> I go to the Wikipedia. Yeah. So, wait um, a minute. Southport is what? It's a neighborhood? No, I'm sorry. Southport's an avenue. North Southport Avenue. Southport yeah. has one word. And it runs through Lakeview neighborhood, Wrigleyville, and Lincoln Park. So it's fairly short. And let me ask you this. Is it completely sold out? I guess we'd have to look, right? Yeah, there's some FSAs remaining, but not more than about 10, if that. So it's pretty close to sold out. Yeah. Biggest one remaining is 8,760 epics. For and that's a uh, FSA. That's for an FSA. Wow. Yeah, smallest one is around four thousand still. But if that becomes a rare, those are going to be multiplied eleven times. Eighty-seven right. sixty times eleven. It's going to put that at ninety-six thousand, which is right. That's for, going to be almost impossible. For an FSA, it yeah. makes me wonder then if this would be a rare or if it's going to end up being an exclusive and get only a three by multiplier. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, anyway, that's pretty much where, oh, yeah, where my thoughts lie with that. So we'll see after the fact, as we talk about these, when we sound stupid talking about them <laughs> after the fact and they didn't happen, or we either sound like we're just copying what we see on the computer screen because we'll people will hear us talking about them after they've been released. It's like Back to the Future, y'all. Right. So oh, wait, remind I yourself. Division. Uh, let me make sure that I'm documenting this one. So I said West Division at one point, right? Okay. Right. I remember that. And Wicker Park tonight. So you've got State, Michigan Ave, Western, Ogden, and Milwaukee was one you had, right? Milwaukee. Definitely. And uh, what about Lakeshore? Did Lake is Lakeshore already? No, it's not. Right, Lakeshore is. Is it is? Yeah. We already hit that one. Lakeshore's up. Yeah, it's a rare. Yep. And Ukrainian, so. What about Damon Ave? What about it? Where is it? It's in Chicago, but where? Yeah, Damon Ave, Damon Ave. It looks like it's a so. It's a north. Let's see. So Milwaukee Ave, 
and where Milwaukee Ave and Division Street come together, just like eight blocks to the west is Damon Ave. So it runs through Wicker Park and uh, runs through Little Italy and it runs all the way south, Damon Ave. Yeah, Damon it looks Ave. like there's, I'm going to take a stab at that. It looks like there's some that are unminted here. Damon Ave, is that a hot tip? Yeah. Is that a hot Back to the Future or... If it turns hey. out to be in the collection, we're going to look like either geniuses or insiders, one of the two. <laughs> <laughs> right. But yeah, it looks like I can pick up a few North Damon Ave. There's still some, why not, still right? some unminted there. Yeah, why not? Yeah, I can mint because these out. Damon, because birdies on your shoulders said... Tweet, tweet, Damon. Yeah, there's actually quite a few North Damon, actually. And I look at it. I'm finding some South Damon that are like 17,000. Those are going to blow up to 50K or more. Uh, unless it's a 1.5. It's a long street. It'll be a 1.5. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Boy, that is long. Yeah. <laughs> It's not completely continuous, but like a lot of Chicago, the name continues over right. the same street. Uh, if it if it uh, is in the same meridian, there we go. As other cases, so I don't know. I would say Western Ave over Damon Ave because Western's actually continuous, and it's one of the longest north-south streets in the city. And maybe they're both collections. Who knows? Yeah, well, I found this nice little yeah. cluster that I'm going to clear up. All, all right. Next to each other, just in case. You go for that, and we'll see what happens in the morning. For you listeners, that was the, the morning before. Or, so, yeah, well, yeah. So what time is it, actually, that we're going to get all this news? Oh, golly. So right now, I'm in Pacific time. It's about 10.30 p.m., and this is all going to drop uh, 7 a.m. Pacific time. So from the time we are talking right now, we have a mere eight and a half hours, which means by the time you hear this, you will have probably, I don't know, when are you going to get this online? I'm going to try to push this have... out tonight. Uh, so that okay, so, so any listeners who find it and go with our speculations are going to have just a mere hours to go for it. Not many people in the U.S., uh, are going to get on board with that, but maybe it'll help out our European friends. Yeah. And I don't know if I'll tell you this though, but if Damon Ave is a collection, there's going to be lots of it to mint and tons of it. Cool. I'm glad to see there's still mintable properties available after collection reveal. I think that's an important aspect of the tier one city. Yeah. So, all right, and then uh, what we're going to be getting news about uh, Cleveland tomorrow as well. Cleveland, what yeah, we have seven sold-out collections there, and who knows? I haven't done enough research to see what is completely sold out, but I believe we've given speculations on previous podcasts. Uh, yeah, somebody's going to be happy tomorrow. I hope it's me. Yeah, if you own property in a sold-out street neighborhood or venue, which I guess you wouldn't know the really the latter. Uh, right, venues are going to be tough. You're going to have a pretty... So we could probably pretty much all but guarantee that downtown is a collection. I think it yeah, has sure. to be. Uh, yeah, that works for me. It often seems to be. Yeah, I think undoubtedly we'll see that tomorrow. What what else? In Tremont, Ohio City, Detroit Shoreway, and Cuyahoga Valley. Uh, a whole cluster to the southwest of downtown are all speculated by more than just me as collection neighborhoods. Um, University Circle got pretty hot too. That's out to the east, and there's some speculation on that. Just talking with some other players who mentioned Broadway, Slavic Village, only because Upland seems to like getting on board with the ethnic clusters. 
Yeah. And while Little Italy resides in University Circle in Cleveland, it's not called out as such. However, Broadway Slavic Village, it is called out. So there is some pretense for that potentially being a neighborhood collection. Uh, Hopkins got pretty hot as well. There's not a whole lot of neighborhoods there. I mean, shoot, at this point, I've named what? Solid third of the neighborhoods in Cleveland. It's not huge. Right. Um, street speculations. Did you have any street speculations that you went off of? I, I don't. I'm not going to lie. I didn't do very much Cleveland shopping okay. at all. In fact, so the ones I heard pretty much radiate from the core. And that's Superior Avenue, which runs downtown east. And when it crosses the bridge over the Cuyahoga River, it becomes Detroit Avenue. That's been speculated as a collection. Lorraine Avenue has been another speculation. Euclid Avenue. And, of course, uh, people speculating on Broadway as well. Broadway Avenue. Yeah. Because why not? We've already had Broadway in three different cities. Three, two, three. Manhattan, Brooklyn, and Oakland, I believe. So that's pretty hot. I don't know much about the venues, um, but once I found Public Square, I went hard on that. And by hard, I mean there are like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. 12 addresses on public square uh-huh. and I grabbed two properties. Wow. As far as I know, I'm the only two property holder on public square. Yeah. That could be a ultra rare, right? That's the speculation. Yeah. It didn't really show up on my radar, but after I found it, I had recalled reading some stuff about public public square in uh, Wikipedia of all places. And it just, it came up as something. So all the buildings uh, that face Public Square actually have addresses that say Public Square on them. So instead, like one property I picked up was 75 Public Square. Well, that address really should be something like, what, 520 Rockwell Avenue or Frankfurt Avenue. But uh, because it faces Public Square, it's got Public Square address. So I think that makes them fairly unique for properties. And even if they're not a public square, that's two for me in downtown. So that's a good start. And at around 80,000 K a pop, if nothing else, I'll fill out my Clevelander. Nice. Yeah. I don't know anything else about any venues that could possibly be around. uh, Edison, did Edison spend any time there? Somebody came up. Yeah. I think Edison maybe has some, something to do with cleveland i see i bet you if this was the thursday show we'd have all kinds of info about it being that uh that's where too stupid to win is oh yeah that would be really cool but he does thursday show so he's got that part nailed down on thursday (laughs) Yeah. yeah uh you know what speaking of thursday i don't want to miss it so let me just bump it up here in our agenda so that we can say we got it out of the way the blockchain cards uh common burn is the 30th i believe right i guess i should have checked that before i said it was thursday i'm fairly certain that it's third the uh the 30th this thursday if not it's the day after it's coming up very soon uh so that means that yeah i got some promo cards in my atomic hub and i would go look at them in atomic hub except that they're stakeable on our planet right i staked them and it takes me about six more clicks to go find them right and that's it that's what uh same place mine are as well um which i guess that brings up a good point um you're going to want to be prepared for the burn and you'll want to unstake your your commons which if you did not know this there's a tool out there that can make this pretty painless uh nfthive.io um Mm -hmm. has bulk tools that you can see on the right hand column um go to uh bulk tools i'm gonna pull it up here so that i can properly navigate you guys so it'll be in the hamburger menu uh bulk to tools expand that uh if you're not logged in, it'll ask you to do so. And then I believe there's an unstake button 
that you right. can select. Like a mass unsteak. You may have to scroll around a little bit to find it because they have a longer hamburger menu than they have space for, if I recall. Yes, that's correct. So I guess it depends on how high, how tall um, the height on your monitor is. Um, you might have to scroll down. Mine's there. So I can click on unsteak and then I can filter to exactly what I'm looking for by uh, selecting um, upland cards and then adding a filter and, and going by, uh, let's see, they don't, I think they should have schema. Let me see if I could do this. So I type in upland and then, yep, I go to schema and then I can go to series one and then I can add another filter for rarity and or maybe oh yeah there it is and then i can go to common and then i click on find and that will go hunt down all of my series one commons to which i can then select all and bulk on stake and that will give you a limit between i think the minimum is 40 results it goes up to 400 so if you're looking for 100 that is an option you just select 100 and uh, bulk on stake all in one shot and uh, get ready for that burn. Um, I don't know that I did the, I feel like somebody did the math on this and we've talked about this as far as the ether production and uh, is it worth it to turn 100 commons? So it would be for a mythic, but I believe there is only a, like three and 12 chance or something like that of getting a mythic anyways. Uh, so which would be one in four chance. Um, That's not terrible odds. It's better than like 0.3%. Right, right, right. And so if you hit a mythic, then it, yes, it would be worth it. If you hit a legendary. Uh, it also means you have a 75% chance to drop your easy production. Yeah, right, right, right. I think I was looking at, uh, the current cost of them though i don't know i i know that i did some cursory uh research on it just to see if they're you're always looking for those arbitrage opportunities no matter what right what can you, you right know, can you can you spend a little and make a profit off of it uh quickly and um yeah if you're hitting those methods you should be in, in good shape and not to mention there will be uh the block explorer um that comes with those mythics right so that's always cool i know that they were selling oh right yeah that they're i mean that's i don't know in my opinion it has a value of anywhere between like 150 and 300 dollars usd um so i guess it just it depends on what your luck is like but that will be the 30th so don't forget cool beans so we still be a have, busy week yeah because i was about to say we still have more coming up that's right uh, we have another city oh my gosh another city yeah our city's releasing with the podcast episodes it almost feels like it is right yeah we should make sure that we get that uh you know fine-tuned with upland <laughs> staff so that right yeah, we can yeah. have advanced notice or, no i'm kidding we don't get advanced notice of any of this right 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 well, well I, I don't know. That's not. We had a meeting today. We had a broadcasters meeting. Uh, it was a small crowd, but um, we That's did true. get a little bit of advance notice on a tool releasing um, tomorrow. That's I coming out tomorrow too. That's <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah, and I can tell you, it's something that's been long uh, awaited, badly, badly needed, and uh, it's going to be tremendously helpful to our player base. It's a filter functionality built into Upland uh, where you will be able to um, filter by. So, you know, when you pull up your properties and you have that obnoxious list, that's just completely unmanageable if you have yes. more than 100 properties. Uh, and it's, you know, just a nuisance to scroll through all of those. Well, you'll have a search bar at the top of that now and um, you'll be able to search know i could do a text search and then there will be uh filter options to narrow the results by city and neighborhood which is incredible and it's a multi multi-select on the neighborhoods as well it's not a you know it's not a radio button so if you want to search for uh 
you know, properties that are in, um, you know, Little Italy, Chicago, uh, and two other random neighborhoods, <laughs> you would be able to do so. I don't know why I can't think of any. We talked about a bunch. But uh, it would give you that that functionality, which is, which is great. Um, it's been sorely missed this entire time, and it's about time. So kudos to Upland for finally releasing that. Um, it's going to be making, you know, just the... Uh, the gameplay just that much easier and i also believe that there will be a uh, something about the offers i might have missed that part and only caught it on the tail end but uh what did they tell us about the, the minimum offers is, is that something i heard also yeah something you can set the minimum offer that you'll even accept <clears throat> to a certain percentage of your last paid price which seems a little wonky to me unless I misunderstood it, but I guess if you purchased or minted a property for 4,000 UPEX and you set your, uh, you set your limit to 250 times, I get lost in the zeros, uh, then that would mean you would not accept any offers below a million on it. So I suppose it's got some merit. On the other hand, if you bought a property for 50,000 and it was uh, not a huge deal to you. You could always put minimum offer of 110%. Or maybe right. you're trying to get rid of some properties and you would accept an offer down to 90% of what you previously paid for it. Now, that doesn't mean that, that when somebody goes in to make an offer on it, it'll say, hey, they'll accept down to 90%. It just means that you can put an offer in that's higher than that percent, but if you try to put in something lower, it won't accept it. However, that means you could game it sure. where if you go to put an offer of one upix on something and it says no that's too low obviously it would be then right. you just keep bumping at 10 to 100 thousands but you can sit there and dink around with it until you find out somebody's lowest sure, uh, acceptable sure, sure. offer on it Which, and even then you can still deny it yeah i would think that this would uh, uh, minimize just offers in general. We, they, they really need to just take it to the next level and, uh, you know, some sort of communication. It doesn't have to necessarily be uh, in-game chat, right? Because we, we, right. we, we've we talked with Dirk about that and we know what the concerns are and it's just, you know, people on the internet are, you know, historically ugly, you know, when they mm -hmm. get into chat rooms and able to talk to each other and they're right. just trying to avoid all of that. <laughs> but it doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, written communication that there's many other methods of communication, uh, you know, rejecting and counter offers would, well, we already have rejecting counter counter offers would be uh, one form of communication that I think Definitely. would be very welcome where you're just communicating back with the number. Um, so hopefully we see that at some time in the near future, but uh, I can't wait to see how the filter functionality works tomorrow. Definitely. Yes, bring it on. So Santa Clara, got off a little off topic there. Bring it back. <laughs> That's all right. Um, what do you know about Santa Clara? No, it's a suburb of San Jose. It's the what? It's a suburb of San Jose. Oh, I don't know. I don't even know the point of Santa Clara. There's got to be some reason they're releasing Santa Clara before San Jose. Santa Clara is at the south end of San Francisco, uh, of the Bay Area there. Uh, so San Francisco flanks. San Francisco and Oakland right now are flanking the major part of the Bay on the south half. And Santa Clara sits right there at the south end of the Bay and I, it, it makes no sense to me. Santa Clara, I don't know why they didn't choose San Jose. There's got to be something about Santa Clara that made it stick out. Yeah, and for those who didn't know, the, the borders are up. Have you gotten a chance to look at them? I did. I'm looking at them right now, and I'm still scratching my head. Yeah, so I feel like you had touched on this when we spoke earlier, that there was there's no defined neighborhoods in, in Santa Clara at all. Right. City of Santa Clara doesn't have any neighborhoods to speak of. There are housing developments and there are a couple of larger HOAs, but there really is no cohesive neighborhood system like there are in most of the other cities. So it looks to me like Upland just did their best in 
kind of took the city council districts, cleaned them up for convenience, and named the neighborhoods themselves. Yeah, so it looks like we have a southwest, southeast, west central, east central, north central, and then a north and south 101, which I'm going to assume that 101 is a expressway or something that runs through Right. So the Bayshore Freeway that you can see cutting between those neighborhoods carries Federal Highway 101 marker on it. And so North 101 would be exactly that north of and south of. Um, That is a pretty good division because north of is largely industrial district with uh, some some residential mixed in there. But that's where a lot of the tech companies are in North 101. Okay. Ah, it'd be a hard call out if that would be a venue or not. Would you go for the headquarters of tech companies as a venue type collection? Yeah, I could see that for sure. Uh, I but don't it can know change if San- over time. Yeah, it sure would. There's some, I mean, if they were going to do that, I th- would think that uh, Sanford, well, Palo Alto, Palo Alto would be one. You, you have, I guess, that whole that whole area there. And oh yeah, Palo Alto, Mountain View, Sunnyvale, Santa Clara, and San Jose are all all addresses of big tech companies. Right, so and there's not just, just limited Santa Clara. Like you, you know, you know, if if you just scroll out just a little bit and look up to the uh, northwest a bit, you can see you know Googleplex as a uh, you know oh yeah on the on the map, and so that one, even if it moved, like it would always still be that it would. You know, if they moved, it would just be the old Googleplex building is what people would call it. Um, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. And I could see if they were to use like iconic, huge iconic uh, venues like that, then that would work out. Like what? Great America? <laughs> well, Great America. What's Great America? I don't know. Great America. It's a, it's a series of theme parks in California. Oh. oh. And there's that. one in North 101. Oh, yeah, look at that. Uh, California's Great America. Yeah. So yeah, there's that. Huge. It's kind of like Six Flags. If you, yeah, you should be sure yeah, Six yeah, Flags yeah. in Texas. Yeah. Um, right. That's pretty big. The Levi's Stadium, where the 49ers play, is practically across the street. Yeah, it is. Across the creek, I mean. Uh, Which I didn't realize they moved that far away. I should have known this being a a huge football fan. I didn't realize it was that far from candlestick where they used. Yeah. That seems a little odd to me, but uh, so be it. You know, what's funny too, is if, if you zoom in that general area and you look just to the East Southeast, you'll see headquarters for Oracle. um, Right. There's another huge one there, which that's Oracle park is up in San Francisco. Right, 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 right. Yeah, they're all tied together. They're all suburbs of San Francisco, right? Yeah, exactly. All, all San Francisco this, San Francisco that. Oracle Park is a landmark that is still just sitting there. Right. Speaking it of. hasn't been bid off yet. Yeah, I wonder what they're waiting for. Probably more exposure to have the uh, Golden State Warriors or Steph yeah, Curry go. or somebody go ahead and purchase it. That would be cool. So, so as a, let's see, well, let's talk about the city first. This is another thing that really confuses me. So the population here, I, I couldn't find number of properties because it's too small to uh, funnel down to on landgrid.com, which changed their name, by the way. They're not landgrid.com anymore. or something else. Uh, you go to landgrid.com, it still brings you, it forwards you. But what do they call themselves oh, now? They now call themselves regrid. <laughs> But when I looked it up, Santa Clara is way too small to be its own. It's part of the San Jose metropolis. And so I couldn't find the number of properties that way. Without doing a whole ton of research, I decided to take Fresno as an example because the density is kind of similar. So Fresno has a population of 525,000 people. This is IRL. Santa Clara only has 128,000 this is a quarter the size of Fresno, right? Yeah, that's small. Fresno has 182,000 properties for us. Um, it might be a little more spread out, but population is population, I guess. So I am not expecting any 
more than about 60,000 properties in Santa Clara. It's going to be a madhouse, and I would expect if you go there to try to get something, you're going to get nothing. So let me that ask you this. Did they, did they mention what tier this would be? <laughs> yes, in the announcement they put out, it would be 25% FSA, no more than. And a lot of us are scratching our heads looking at that going, wait a minute. Tier 1 is a tiny city. Why would it be anything like a tier one and tier one is supposed to be only 15% FSA anyway. So I pushed a little bit on this to try to figure out what's going on. And the answer I got is that, it, yeah, it really is too small for a tier one city. I mean, here, if, if you're going to call this a separate market from San Francisco, I would say San Jose is a tier one hands down. So Santa Clara is too small for a tier one, but they decided it's too expensive for a tier two city, which uh, yeah, okay. Uh, the IRL prices are pretty high because it's a Bay Area, of course. Yet Oakland is a tier two city against San Francisco. And I should have looked up real estate prices there. I'd be willing to bet that in real life, Santa Clara is more expensive to buy a house in Oakland. So we'll go with that. Um, so after some discussion, they... Uh, the team told me that they were considering it kind of like a tier 1.5. Yeah. Uh -huh. So they're just so, adding so, tiers. That's so cool. now we're going to have, all right, this is like a tier 1A, tier 1B. <laughs> uh, we're going to start breaking these down in a little more systems. I kind of feel like the tier 1, 2, 3 may have been a little simplistic to start with because it sort of limits options. But then again, I think you could make it fit in specific markets. Yeah, maybe Santa Clara is too expensive to be considered a tier two. But regardless, you look at this, you go, okay, San Jose would be the tier one. We can put Santa Clara as a tier two and we'll find something else close by that would be a tier three. Except in this case, I can see how you'd want to add San Jose and Mountain View because, hey, sure. you've got Alphabet living there in Mountain View, the Google complex. And potentially Palo Alto. So yeah, that's got to be the, really that's got to be the thinking. I, I would imagine as to why they're adding it. Uh, right. You know, maybe this has something to do with uh, the uh, what did they call it? The Upland something. Remember when they were talking about bringing on a, a uh, you know some huge third party partner oh i see yeah you think that maybe uh santa clara here they got oracle involved or something yeah that it's it's could be something i wouldn't be surprised at all or hey do you remember back in the uh back in some episode when we were first going through land grid you had mentioned to me how when you when you buy this data it, it comes like packaged right and, and yeah that's right so do you know what what package Santa Clara? I mean, obviously San Jose, but would it would it be this whole area with Menlo Park and, and Palo Alto and? Uh, let's see. Yeah, so it goes. It's Santa Clara County is the biggest uh, is the biggest factor there. But then Santa Clara County will boil down a little bit. Pretty much, it just sloughs off. Uh, a couple of extra areas and boils down to San Jose. So the San Jose data covers all the way up to Palo Alto, but not Menlo Park. Uh, let's see, Cupertino, Los Gatos, and Milpitas, and down to, but not including Morgan Hill. So pretty much the built-up area of San Jose up to Palo Alto. So it's really big. So I, if I know where you're going with this, yes, they also have the data immediately for Palo Alto, Mountain View, Sunnyvale, Cupertino, San Jose, Los Gatos, the whole area. So, so it's now in their banks and they can drop it whenever they want. Yep. Yep. So I do expect this to grow in the future, much like Fresno did into Clovis. I just, this, this is kind of a new thing they're dropping. So I'm excited to see exactly what they plan with it. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. And we had today the, uh, the train terminal um, registration 
uh, I know that I registered and you know I, I mentioned it in our in our broadcaster channel and this is no offense to, to anybody who had, didn't have any intention of of minting the terminal should they have won it but I feel like there should be a little bit of a barrier of entry because there's mm -hmm. there's literally no reason why you you shouldn't register because you're not obligated to spend anything you're just adding yourself to the to the lottery so to speak and for every one individual who has no intention of minting the terminal should they win it like it brings down like it screws the numbers up i mean for for all of those who are mm -hmm. serious and uh they when they had launched the landmark auctions they had a 50,000 OPEX, like you had to ante up and put 50K up and you would get it back or it would go into the purchase of the, of the landmark if you won the auction. But I'm not saying that 50,000 for a train terminal is anywhere close to reasonable, but I think it should be something because it kind of pollutes the, the, the field when you have uh, people entering who just want to see like if they are going to be lucky and, and you know right but you did have to drop the 270 dollars to purchase the upix which also enters you into uh puts you in line correct or did you not have to no, buy you don't have to buy anything you just you click the okay. register button and then you get an email telling you where your place is okay and so you don't you wouldn't have to spend anything unless you were top 10 and so do you see what i'm saying like yeah th right. there, there you know i was i was number 300 and i'm not saying that you know not all 300 were sincere with wanting to minute i i would assume that most were or, or if they didn't have have it to spend they would they would find it but i'm certain that there are individuals who just click the button for the sake of clicking the button and and would not be purchasing it and it just got it yeah it screws up the uh the probability in, in in the odds for all of those so i think they should at least do some sort of uh you know like you have to either stake a certain amount of of upix or you know even a buy-in like you know i i think a 5k upix buy-in that you don't get back would greatly reduce the you know you would still have people complain about it undoubtedly they yeah, would of course. but um you know it, it wouldn't be unusual in the nft space you know the example that i used is a platform called nifty gateway where and this is completely different because it's it's artwork that you're bidding on but you play okay. some astronomical bid so like i'm talking like between three hundred and five thousand dollars is what wow. you you spend and all you're getting for that is the chance to win the nft so they take in like you know they'll take a hundred entries for 10 10 prizes and take some astronomical price and it's you know in, in that aspect it's a way to pay the artists like a lot more yeah, which is cool. Art's hard to make money. Right, 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 right. So it's not like I'm, I'm, I'm knocking it at all, but it just, you know, if there, there's likely some happy medium, I, I feel like, between uh, just, you know, let everybody in and, and click the button and, um, you know, a, a little bit of a barrier of entry for, you know, you serious applicants only. Yeah, right, right. There was a little bit of problem with refunding money with that Wizard Block Explorer right um, right right not getting what you had gotten but i like your idea of having to stake a certain amount of upix until yeah, yeah until sure. they're all purchased that's that's not a bad idea yeah like 10 percent of whatever it is would be more than reasonable you know um right that would be 27k that's a little high maybe maybe five percent i don't know some number sure uh yeah all right, so let's see what else. What other notes do we have here? Uh, oh, potential collections. Do we talk about Santa Clara potential collections? Uh, yeah, we're running a little short on time, and they said they were going to release the collections in advance. So seeing as how uh, we don't need to speculate since it's vanilla, I don't have a whole lot to say on this other than I'm pretty sure El Camino Real, that's a street that runs east-west about through the center, is going to be a collection. That's the that's the old missionary route sure. through California. 
And I see that as being a pretty historic route. Other than that, um, I don't know. With only 60,000 properties, I can't see more than eight collections in this city. Neighborhood, what neighborhood? I mean, if if you have the opportunity and you want to hedge your bets, buy three in every neighborhood. <laughs> right, yeah. One, so. two, three, four, five, six, seven hoods. Okay, easy peasy. Cool. Buy your El Camino Real in, in the four neighborhoods it goes through and then just pick some rando rando ones elsewhere. But we're going to know the collections before it releases, so I think that's going to make things a lot more focused and uh, potentially a lot more hectic, especially in a city this small, unless they're going to release some sort of method to, now nah, they wouldn't do that, some sort of method to reduce the amount of people that get there. Maybe they'll have some huge event going on in Manhattan. I don't know. At the same time, make a choice, people. What do you want to be? Minting new things or potentially winning 100000 over there? Yeah. So we do have a PSA. And, I, you know, I wish I had more information to be able to speak to this. But uh, there was another hack or indoor compromised accounts. So we would just like to reiterate to the community uh to be careful where you're putting your passwords uh, and always look for the uh, SSL certificate, which is the HTTPS. You can see it in the upper left uh, of your of your browser bar. There'll be a little padlock if it's a HTTPS and uh, it should scream at you and say not secure if you're not on an HTTPS. And uh, there's literally no excuse to not have one nowadays because uh, you know, the days of them costing hundreds of dollars are long gone. Uh, they're free from, you know, there's a multitude of ways to get a free SSL certificate. So there's really no excuse unless you're just a lazy scam artist who's, who's trying to fish people onto your, onto your website. So make sure that that exists. And then uh, uh, make sure you're on the uh, play.upland.me uh, URL. Uh, this is important. I know that, uh, a while back, I'm talking like months and months ago, there was Play Upland, all one word, dot me, was available for purchase. Um, one of our community members brought that to the attention of the Upland team, and they did secure that. Uh, but that would that was ripe for a phishing site, um, which, you know, all, all you would really have to do is just replicate the, the layout and feel of, of the official site and uh, you know, prompt them with a username and, and login. Uh, if that were to happen to you and you did not have the 2FA, and like I don't, I don't want to go into the intricacies or or the the quite honestly the debate about whether or not Uplands 2FA is is sufficient or not. Um, it's honestly it's better than than nothing, and it will. You know, I know that's not a very good bar to set right for for. Right. You know, we're talking about millions of dollars of assets that are at stake here. Um, so if you if you uh, aren't a hundred percent sure that you are on the correct site, just make sure that you are verifying that and get your two FA uh, enabled. You can do so in the settings and never give anybody your password. They will never ask for your password, whether it be uh, in Discord. If you, you know, I, I know one of uh, our unfortunate players had gotten prompted for, um, I think, either their password or their 2FA uh, code after after winning a, uh, I think it was like a train terminal or, or one of the terminals. And that, that will never happen. Um, and just, yeah, you should never give anyone your password. Isn't that right, BDAG? Don't ever, don't, yeah, what was yours again? <laughs> uh, shit. We may or may not have each other's passwords, but that is not the point here. Right. <laughs> we are trusted individuals, so give us your passwords. Right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and just, uh, you know, just be careful out there. There, The more popular Upland becomes, the more often we'll see it. We, uh, you're, we see it, like, weekly if not daily in the NFT space in general, you know, the latest, uh, 
the latest phishing attempt was using the uh, Atomic Hub claim links. Oh gosh, yeah, yeah, dude, that's just awful. And uh, I'm I'm just glad that uh, you know that that we over at uh, NFT Gamer TV are using a uh, a method that would that would never happen with since we're using. Uh, like a domain redirects all of the links are, are going to be very clear. I would suggest to anybody who's listening who uh, runs a NFT project that you guys all do the same and you can see me if you would like information on how to make that seamless and easy as possible. Uh, Sweet. So let's okay. talk about some numbers here. We yeah, we're getting we're getting up to an hour here. Yeah, so I'm not exactly. going to rush you on these, but... Yeah, no. well, let's just talk about some Cleveland top sales yep. and uh, compare the numbers. So, so is this biggest sales in Upland, or no, does this just is... happen to be these are all Cleveland? Yeah, and there's all Cleveland. So I've only been doing so. I I pull these manually, okay. and I'm sure I could write a script to do it, not as manually. Well, I, I do use a script, but I I pull the data from the script manually before the episode. So that's why you're usually only getting one uh, one city and okay. Uh, it's, usually the one that, that I feel like is the most relevant at the time, which would be Cleveland uh, this week. And uh, last week it was as well, and that's why I wanted to compare these numbers. Um, so our top sale was for almost $2.4 million. Uh, it was 11500 Continental Avenue. The buyer was Lucas 78. Seller was Octavius. And I have a feeling that this is not what it appears because there's nothing significant about that property at all. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say that this was a part of a, uh, this was used as like a utility or part of some part of a, a larger deal between the players Um and, you know, yeah, it's just some tiny little thing. Yeah, yeah. So there's no way that that is a 2.4 million Upix parcel. Right. Um, Cute house. Yeah, it, yeah, sure. It's uh, just a Mount Pleasant neighborhood, 30 up squares. Uh, looks very much like uh, a Cleveland burner if I've ever seen one. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so number two on the list was uh, 3839 East 189th Street for two points. Three million, and I don't know. Like there, there was really nothing significant or special about this one either. Um, the buyer was NXP underscore AZAR. The seller was Denison seventy seven, and I am not going to speculate anymore. I, I feel like this is very similar to the first one. There was. There's something more here uh, mm -hmm. going on with some sort of a deal or concession or something. Um, right. so, so let's just move on to the next one, which was 808 Denison Ave. Drubian. Uh, Drubian. Drubian. Uh, yeah, Drubian. Off a of W champion. Vednik, uh, I believe the Discord name is. And so this one looks this one looks legit. This is a eleven hundred forty one up square potential hood collection. Who put that in my notes? Who says this is a potential hood? Yeah, Cleo, isn't that Cuyahoga? <laughs> yeah. Did I yeah. Is that what you? Uh, thanks for looking into this after I posted it. Um, that went for seven hundred forty one thousand upics and. Uh, if BDAC says it's a potential hood collection, it's a potential hood collection. Uh, it's, I'm just trying to give a reason for the sale. Yeah. Uh, St. Clair, uh, 12, 1, 2, 4, 3, 5, which is a very interesting address. Um, almost had it there. Yeah. <laughs> One job. Yeah. 1, 2, 4, 3, 5, St. Clair Ave, uh, Stego, 1220, bought off Matt, Matty, 1220. Interesting. Uh, for 500,000 upics. Um, Wait a minute. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I just noticed that now. Hey, we're, we're just reporting on the numbers here. Right. Uh, I guess it could be potential street collection, right? St. Clair Ave. Uh, yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, we could say that. Sure. 500 K potential street collection. Uh, the number four sale. And then, 
coming in at number five for 486,000 Upix was one of those weird dual number addresses. What are those called? Do those have a name, BDAG? No, not necessarily. Just somehow you got uh, a lot address that spans all of the door addresses. It's just a little funny. So 10.815 to 10.819 Superior Rav, which this one I do feel like has uh, got some collection potential, undoubtedly. Uh, yeah. A.O. Carl off of Obey uh, for 486K. He didn't say off of eBay, he said off of Obey. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, our... Well, hang on. This one, just the right one here. Oh, no, never mind. That's not the funeral home. Okay. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, you're, I pulled this one up, and I feel like this one didn't even have a uh, like a street view, if I remember correctly. Nah, it's got a street view. It's it's, but like most of Cleveland, it's the alleyway with graffiti. Gotcha. All right. Um, so we pulled our sales numbers, our secondary market sales. Um, our totals were pretty much uh, consistent over the two weeks. Last week was about twenty five hundred. This week is about twenty seven hundred. Um, but our average shot way up, uh, up almost 4,000 upics. Uh, the week before it was 9,600. This week it's a little over 13K. And uh, that's quite a bit over. Yeah. It's a jump. Cleveland's yeah. hopping. Yeah. Um, and then obviously all of our other numbers moved along with that. Um, the median rose about 500 upics from 3,500 to about 4,000. And our mode jumped by 100 upics with 3,400 last week up to 3,500 this week. Uh, yeah, that, that median is, is just definitely standing out. The median or the mean? Uh, mean, sorry. Not the mean. Yeah. Yeah. The that mean. means jump. It's, it is a mean jump. <laughs> Uh, all right, one hour and approximately 10 minutes. I'm going to try to hustle up and get this out to the listeners right away so that you can listen to uh, BDAG and I talk about what you can expect in the, the near future or the recent past, depending on when you're listening to it. <laughs> <laughs> right, so from the uh, future to the past, uh, wait, uh, congratulations on your Chicago and Cleveland collections, everybody. Good work. Yeah, yeah. I did it. Yeah, right. Yeah, there we go. Excellent. Excellent. All right, uh, BDAG, anything for our listeners before we let them go? That's it. Yep. That's uh good luck and good me. job. Yeah, we'll uh we'll see you guys back here uh hopefully Sunday. Uh you know, schedules permitting. I I feel like we're gonna get back into more of a normal routine with Please. that and uh good luck in chicago cleveland and or santa clara wherever you find yourself yeah it's the Opix podcast baby glad you tuned in got your host thank me later and you're stupid to win might become an obsession as soon as you begin start out king of the street then lock it iconic in welcome to offland grab your optics man on your way in the door hit you with four grand get to buying and gripping then to selling and flipping over to moving and shocking i'm scrooge mcduckin in optics